Are you laughing now? Episode 11 of Embrace the Suck, the only official, licensed, sanctioned, new car-scented podcast of APG, bringing you two cents worth of free perspective on the heavy-hitting lifestyle. I'm your host, Bill Hart, coming to you almost live from Washington University in St. Louis, where scientists have discovered a method for disabling the gene that facilitates obesity. So I read this news story, and uh, apparently... They're doing research on mice, and they got it worked out where they isolated, you know, some gene that that makes the makes the the, the mice store fat, and then other people are arguing, well, well, mice work differently than people. But at the end of the day, uh, I guess two questions to me pop up, and one is, um, is this a good idea, right? Because fat is there for a purpose, right? If if you didn't need it after this long, it would not have evolved for you to have it. So it's there for a reason, for when you need energy for later, when times get hard. Maybe it's not the best idea to shut that off. And two, is it really easier to do so much genetic research and animal testing and studies and da 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 instead of just not eating so much all the time? Seems fairly obvious, but let's move along. Quick beard update before we get rolling. Staring at the business end of week, I want to say 10 maybe. Uh, it's been going on a little while and I can't keep track anymore. And at this point, I would I would uh, gauge this situation at about D-grade bounty hunter. Right? Like I should be driving around in a busted up utility van in a shirt with no sleeves and then going door to door carrying a set of flex cuffs and an 8x10 glossy saying, excuse me, ma'am, you, you seen this fella? He, I, I owed him some money. I just want to get it back to him. If you, you, you know where he is, he's staying with it. Are you sure? That's me. That's what I look like right now. Just as well. But today's topic. Today's topic, hipsters. Why do people hate hipsters? And I can't say everybody hates them. Maybe other hipsters don't hate them. But they, actually, apparently they do as we'll find out in short order. So let, let's get into it. Hipsters and you. And this actually applies, so don't run off. Right. So uh, a hipster then. What is a hipster? So I had, I had to actually look this up because I had never heard of a hipster so much, you know, not that long ago. But I uh, the first time I had ever heard of, of hipsters, I was talking to this bartender and she's looking at the, something on her phone and laughing. And I'm like, what are you looking at? And she's looking at some website. I think it's gone now, but it's like, look at this hipster or something like this. And it's just hipsters doing horrible things. And I'm like, what is this? What are these people? What's going on here? And I, she couldn't quite explain it. I just had to keep looking at the website. I was like, this is, yeah, these people are, it's hard to look at. But uh, I, so I actually had to research what is what is a hipster. And um, in general, the hipster is a subculture identified by non-mainstream tastes and preferences. So for our purposes, it's basically weird things. They like weird things. Uh, Vintage tastes, so old things. Ironic things like small mustaches and doing it in the sense that you're only doing it because it's weird, right? Like that song that you hate, so you turn it up like that. Um, But unlike other 
sort of uh, social groups. The hipsters are unique in that they never identify as hipsters. You say, hey, are you a hipster? Oh, no, no, man. I'm, uh, you know, I just, I just do this or that. I'm not, I don't, I'm not one of those people. Uh, unlike, say, jocks or, you know, I don't know, stoners or whatever, you know, hey, are you, what are you, a jock? Yeah, man, what do you want? You know, or are you a stoner? Huh? Yeah. But looking at them, it, it does raise the interesting question of what is it that, uh, that people dislike about them so much? I mean, apart from just looking odd and apart from the typical irritation that old people like me have for young people doing weird things, uh, what is it about the hipster prototype that makes it, makes it so that even other hipsters refuse to be associated with them, right? And I thought about this for a little while, and I think the best way I can illustrate my thoughts on the hipster phenomenon is with a couple observations about Las Vegas, so if you've, if you've never been to Las Vegas, I don't recommend it really by any stretch. Um, if for no other reason than one, uh, the odds are stacked against you. And two, there's almost nothing worse than a hangover in the desert. So, I mean, that on its own should be enough. But in general, though, when you show up to Vegas, it's just a flood, like just a flood of stimulus coming at you from literally every direction. And something that I noticed about the place is that they want to show you everything like, Hey, you could be here. You could be there. You could be there. And you could see, you can see everything from everywhere just about, you know, but to get from this side of the street to that side of the street is it's next to impossible. You got to go back inside the casino and down to the other floor and up and around. And if you don't go out, then you got to go back the other way and then go up. And at every turn, there's somebody trying to hustle you for just one more dollar. And Every place you go there, you have visibility on everything. So if you walk into a restaurant, you've got visibility on two other restaurants across the way. You've got visibility on all the stores. If you go to the pool, you've got visibility on, oh, well, there's the, the fake beach with the fake wave machine. And well, there's the VIP section that you need to pay $500 to go to. Everything is 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 seems to be built around making you discontent with where you are and looking to be someplace else, even though it's next to impossible to get there. But besides bleeding you for every nickel you have, uh, literally everything that I saw in Vegas uh, is like an idiot-proof ball pit caliber imitation of something else, right? It's, it's like the ball pit at McDonald's. Like, you go and jump in there, you're not going to hurt yourself. You can't possibly. But it's made to seem like something something else, right? Like the five-star royal treatment dinner you're looking for is this mass-produced pre-packaged dining experience that you need to enjoy as quickly as you can uh, right here on your place in the assembly line before you get shoved out the door towards the next attraction. Uh, you, if, you, if you go there or if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but if you haven't, there's, there's an imitation New York complete with Statue of Liberty there's uh, an imitation Paris, complete with small Eiffel Tower, but fortunately devoid of no-go zones and tent cities. Uh, there's even a fake Irish pub, fashioned on one in dear old Ireland, which, uh, I will tell you, I did have the privilege of being in when an actual old, old Irish dude voiced his disappointment with the entire situation. Uh, but little, literally everything there is an imitation of something else. So I was there in the early 2000s when I was with uh, SEAL Team 3, and I got sent out there with, uh, with another guy, Zackety Zack, 
and he was he was a he was a new guy and I was a well not old guy like now but a, an older experienced guy and Zachity Zach was a new guy but he was like a climbing guru like rock climbing hiking mountaineering guru and but 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 he was a new SEAL team guy me I was an older SEAL team guy but had zero experience with any kind of climbing or mountaineering or any anything like that so the team had sent me and zackety zack out there and um we spent a month climbing uh, out in the mountains and the hills west of of vegas and then we linked up with um with a uh, platoon from team three and we went to an exercise at nellis air force base that's out there and uh from there long story longer uh we got directed to this bar called the rainbow room so if you were in Southern California in the 80s, this is probably a place that you've heard of, right? So the Rainbow Room was a, was a bar in, in L.A., in Hollywood, near Beverly Hills, where a lot of actors and rich people hung out. And it was, I don't, even, I don't actually even know if it's still there, but it was uh, like a smaller place that just became like, hey, this is, it's like a historic place. It's, it's kind of cool. Uh, and, and rich and famous people hung out there. So sort of like, uh, sort of like the Viper Room, except nobody OD'd there, so far as I know, right? Uh, but you go there, and in the one in Vegas we get directed to, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this this might be cool. Then maybe it's you know, at least similar to to what you might have heard of in in L.A. But no, you go there, and it's a place carved out of a strip mall. And you walk inside, there's a $40,000 Harley mounted over the bar, uh, waitresses in matching biker girl outfits. And it's just generally dis- disappointing. All right. And, and the disappointment there is exactly the same as my disappointment with the rest of pretty much everything I encountered in Vegas, because nothing there actually is. Everything there is only made up to appear as something else. And that brings us right back around to this hipster question, because for my money, this is where the rubber meets the road with these people. All right, we don't dislike hipsters because they're destructive or violent or harmful or wasteful. They're just hipsters. All right, but the thing about them, I think, is this inauthentic attachment to trappings from other walks of life. Right, like they're, they, they can't operate a saw, but they dress like a lumberjack. Or they can't climb a ladder, but they're wearing these big, crazy, crazy boots. Or they they can't actually ride a bicycle for more than two miles, or or maybe maybe not at all, as far as I know, right? But uh, you know, but they're wearing cycling shorts or something, or walking around with this little fixed gear bicycle, or any of these weird things that they the way that they appear. I guess the thing about it is that we all do this to some extent. I mean, uh, back after Chris Kyle got murdered. Uh, I got hit up to do an interview on CNN and I was wearing a suit and man, I don't ever wear a suit. What, what do I want with a suit? Uh, but I just looked ridiculous. I mean, I look like, I look like somebody threw a suit towards me and however it landed, it was how I got put on TV. So, I mean, it looked like I was just completely out of place because I'm not a guy who wears a suit. And I remember it was the same way overseas when I would see non-operators get all jocked up to go outside the wire and they're wearing this op gear, and they're like, "What do you, what do you got on, man?" It, and it's not that it's wrong; it just doesn't look right. You look like you're wearing someone else's stuff, and it just looks weird. And I think it makes people uncomfortable. Made me uncomfortable, especially if they're standing behind me with a gun, right? But, uh, but with these hipsters, 
But these hipsters, man. But these hipsters, we know that nine times out of ten, they're from an upper middle class family, probably pursuing a worthless degree on somebody else's dime. But you're coming out like maybe you're a working class wrench turner enjoying an inconspicuous mid-grade beer, you know, like Pepsi Blue Ribbon, very hip. Or like you're someone with no use for modern technology, but you love your LP records. Or you're presenting as a 19th century shopkeeper or an organ woodcutter or a penny farthing repairman, you know, and we know that you're not. So to make the, the long story short, I think the disdain for hipsters is based on the fact that they're playing this kind of dress up and they expect us to play along with them. And a dislike for that sort of thing is understandable. But if we look a little closer, what do we see? In a lot of instances, I think we see young people trying to identify with something they see as authentic in a world where no one is permitted to say something is better than something else. All right, and that's something that we find in our work with clients, especially you know high school kids. A lot of times these kids just want to be told, do this, it'll work better. All right, these kids' lives are filled with people saying, hey, however you want to live your life, sweetheart, that's just fine. No, I'm just asking you what's going to work. Oh, anything will work if you set your mind and heart to it. No, people just want straight feedback. So what we end up with is waiters and programmers who present themselves as 19th century laborers. And, I mean, what could be more what you see is what you get than that, right? But we also see a rejection of this typical consumer culture that we're led to believe, uh, you know, that drinking a certain beer will make you attractive to supermodels instead of just making you fat. Or that driving a certain kind of car will make you smart and thereby the envy of all your friends. And I guess in all the sad part of some of this is that in trying to escape that mindset of must consume product, must consume product, uh, the market has found a way to turn that into a profit. So now we see people paying top dollar, you know, especially some of these silly hipsters, right? Paying top dollar for for busted up stuff. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the expression, it costs a lot to look this poor. I mean, I have busted up T-shirts in my closet that somebody would probably drop a solid hundred bucks on if I attached the right story to it. In fact, I have this, uh, I have a T-shirt that I got in 1999 from a, from some girl working the door at a Thai go-go bar in Thailand. Like we got there in 99 for an exercise and I'm walking down the street and we stop in here. We were having dinner across the street and we're going to walk in here and have a beer. And this girl says, I like your shirt. I said, yeah, I like your shirt. I'll trade you. And she says, okay. So I trade this shirt. And now I have this shirt from uh, from a go-go bar in Thailand. And, you know, to me, that's just, uh, it's, it's a souvenir of something cool that happened one time. But uh, to somebody else, that might be the entire experience right there is just having something like that, which is, which is sad. Because in the broader sense, I think it says a lot about where we've allowed the world around us to get to. Uh, we've become this society that wants the thrill of winning the uphill battle, but having all the odds stacked in our favor. We want the scars from the fight, but without ever leaving the safety of our couch. And it just doesn't work that way. But what we've got essentially is a nation of would-be voyeurs all counting on the snapshot you get at the end of the ride to be an effective substitute for the ride itself. We know it doesn't work like that, but we keep letting it slide, hoping that at some point 
It's going to work. And this, if we're going to be honest, is a reflection on all of us, not just on dudes in horn, horn rim glasses and bow ties and skinny jeans. So for my money, and especially now that we've got time to think, it's time well spent to give some thought to the actual you, the authentic you, the you that doesn't need to dress like a guy who built the railroads because you know what you bring to the table. And even if what you have going for you isn't a front and center skill set every day of the week, that you're still the kind of person that knows a few things about a few things that people will occasionally need. Because at this point, if we're lucky enough to avoid Thunderdome with this COVID song and dance, uh, it's going to be important for everybody on the roster to actually be and not just to simply appear. All right, so we'll wrap it up there. I think that's about enough for this week. But if you've got questions, thoughts, comments, concerns, you can drop us a line at info at apg.team. If you'd like to take a look at our website, see what we have going on, you can visit us, visit, visit us mm-hmm, at www.apg.team, where you can also sign up for the Tuesday tip of the week that comes out every, yes, Tuesday. So, as the sun sets slowly in the east, we will leave you with a reminder that it ought to be plain how little you gain by getting excited and vexed. You'll always be late for the previous train, but always on time for the next. that you are not.